I met him on Craigslist. About three years ago, I was obsessed with Craigslist. I would go on there to find anything I needed. I had just turned 17 and I was only prisoned in my homeroom with a license, but no car. Of course, I went to Craigslist to find a car at a reasonable price. I was strolling through the different variety of cars when I stumbled upon one in my price range. It was the 2008 Ford Explorer, only $3,000. At the time, I wasn't entirely sure why it was so cheap, but I was naive. I clicked on the picture and read the description. It seemed harmless enough. I wanted to get rid of this car because it was my wife's, but she recently died. I only need $3,000 more to give her the funeral she deserved. If you feel uncomfortable, I can bring my daughter with me. Quickly, I looked at his contact information and I messaged him. It didn't take long before I had a reply and a date that we'd meet. I didn't ask for his daughter to come since he didn't see my converter. We agreed to meet the next day and he only lived an hour away. The next day rolled quicker than I expected. I had to hurry up and leave, took my dad's car and started driving to his house where we agreed to meet. When I got there, a chubby man in his early 30s greeted me. Our exchanges weren't anything to put me on edge, but he had an unnerving smile. After our exchanges, I called my dad to come and get his car. I got in my new car and drove home. By the time I got back home, I was exhausted. I took a quick shower and fell onto my bed. Doze off soon after. At about 2 a.m., I woke up to the sound of a car door slamming shut. I rubbed the sleep out of my eyes and jerked up. I looked out my window and saw a car in my driveway that wasn't mine or any of my family members. I saw a short, chubby figure getting out of the car with what looked like an axe. I almost froze. But I had the courage to get my phone and call 911. I had an eight-year-old sister. I carried her sleeping body into my room and locked the door. The police weren't far from my house. So I guess when the man heard the sirens, he ran off. Because the cops never found anyone. I thought that was the end of it. But I was so wrong. Yesterday evening, I was watching the news and I saw the police had gotten a deadly serial killer in custody. He was responsible for killing 27 people from Craigslist. It was the same man I had met. They said his partner in crime, his daughter, had gotten away and was looking for people to kill from Craigslist that her father hadn't killed. I worked on a farm for a guy on Craigslist. I was absolutely strapped for cash. I mean, what more can I say? I had just gotten kicked out of my mother's house. Granted, I was 25 with no job. I was desperate for cash. I didn't want to be that guy working minimum wage jobs for the rest of his life. I didn't want to make enough to barely support myself. What was I to do? 
in hindsight, I probably should have just started there and worked my way up. Like, you know, a normal fucking person. And I decided I would do some freelancing. It paid pretty good and I could pick up my own jobs. I felt pretty confident that I could actually make enough to start getting an actual education other than a high school diploma. What better way to look than on Craigslist, right? No, wrong. I did it anyways though. One night while scrolling through the job section of Craigslist, I stumbled upon an ad for help tending a farm. Provided living quarters, free meals, and the best part, money. The ad was written by a man who said he had inherited a farm, but he was getting too old to tend to the animals and crops as efficiently as he once used to. The pay was extremely good, and I had a place to stay, basically rent-free. After about two hours of deliberation, I decided to go ahead and send him an email. I explained I only needed this temporarily, as I was saving money for school. I told him I could be a reliable worker, but only for six months. I didn't really expect an answer back, as he probably wanted something longer or more permanent. It only took about 15 minutes before I received the response. I sent the email at 2 a.m. I admit I was a little off put by the speedy reply, especially since it was the middle of the night. I figured he'd be sleeping. Anyways, the email he sent was pretty short and to the point. He explained any help was good enough, and he said he's ready for my arrival the following day. He left the address and his phone number. The next morning, I packed everything I wanted to take, told my mother I was leaving for a job, and I stay in contact, and headed out to the farm. When I arrived, he was nothing like I imagined. He was tall and fairly overweight. He had a beard that wasn't quite full, but still enough to be called a beard. I guess. His eyes were dark. Really dark. I could barely make out his pupils. Upon approaching him with my bags, he reached out to me. I dropped my bags and shook his hand. It felt forced. It wasn't a friendly handshake. It was firm. He let go and I did feel my arm fall to my side. He asked me to hurry in, so I did. He quickly showed me to my room and asked if I could start right away. Flustered, I dropped my belongings in my room, threw my phones and keys on the bed. I quickly changed my pants into jeans and put on some old shoes. I walked out to the main hall. He stood there, almost mannequin-like. When we locked eyes, he started telling me my tasks. I was to tend to the field three times a day. He was planting corn and a lot of it. He claimed he was going to sell and distribute the corn to local grocery stores. I asked about the animals, and he says there were none. Before I could ask anything further, he cut me off and threw me a shovel. He asked me to fill the holes throughout the farm before he could till the land. I took the shovel and hurried out of the door. Staring at him was uncomfortable. I was tired. I had barely slept the night before. Hell. I had sent the email the night before. This all felt weird, but all I thought about was the money. I knew in my gut this wasn't right. The farm was huge. At the end of the field, you couldn't even see the house anymore. I know because I had to walk the whole way through to fill the holes. 
holes I never found, by the way, until the edge of the farm. It was surrounded in a thick forest, but I didn't realize the farm was basically a one-way in, one-way out kind of deal. The forest was dense, really dense. You'd get lost in a matter of seconds if you weren't paying attention. When I reached the very end of the farm, I noticed only one hole and about 14 other already filled in holes. Why would he send me out here over a mile away to fill one hole? I felt uneasy about the whole thing. As I started to fill the hole, which was about 10 feet deep, I couldn't stop glancing over at the already filled, disturbed ground. After I filled in about two feet worth of dirt, my curiosity got the best of me. I decided to dig into one of the already filled holes. These were not small holes. They were wide and about 12 feet in length. They were big enough to fit a deceased cow. Hell, maybe even two. I had already figured that's what the case was, considering there weren't any animals. I'm glad I went with my gut. It didn't take much digging to reach the first, well, weird object. It was a wallet, but it was completely empty. I tossed it to the side and kept digging. That's when I saw a hint of red fabric. I couldn't tell right away what it was. Could have been an animal wrapped in a blanket. It's safe to say I was heading into denial. It was only about four feet down when I discovered her body. Her body was in bad shape, but she wasn't decomposing. All of the trauma that she went through was clear on her skin. I knelt down and felt her body. She was cold. I sat there for a couple of minutes, just staring at her. Once I realized that her time of death had been within the last 48 hours, I ran to the nearest tree and vomited. <laughs> I didn't even bother filling in the hole I was supposed to, but I reburied the girl. Her body didn't deserve to be exposed like that. Threw the wallet into an entrance of the woods near the graves. I figured the police would find it even if they were trying to hide the bodies better. After that, I ran. I felt like an Olympic athlete. It was starting to get dark and I had to make it back before then, or I'd be wandering around this field for hours. The last thing I wanted was to be hunted down like an animal in the pitch black. He knew filling the hole would have taken until dark. Once I reached the house, I finally stopped to catch my breath. I knew I had to remain composed. I regulated my breathing and walked in. He was sitting at a dining table to the left of the house. I couldn't tell what he was doing. But once he heard me open the front door, his head swung around so fast I thought he snapped his neck. He looked at me like a deer in headlights. It was obvious he hadn't expected me back so soon. You're done? I could tell he was trying everything in his power to remain calm. I got sick and I came back. I'll go back out to finish it. I have to just use the bathroom. I tried to sound as nonchalant as I could, but I knew he could tell I was lying. After looking at me up and down, he said, Okay, well, get back to it. 
I want it done tonight. I shook my head and hurried to my room. Took the clothes I had taken off when I arrived and shoved them into my suitcase. I was so happy I hadn't unpacked. I grabbed my phone, but my keys were gone. Frantic, I started looking for them as quietly as possible. Took him. I knew it. My original plan was to run in, grab my things, and book it the hell out of there. Which is pretty hard to do with no keys. I sat on the bed for a moment. My phone had no signal, and I felt a sense of dread wash over me. I started going through my pictures of how I was going to die. I wanted to see my friends and family one more time. Even if it was just over a phone screen, it felt like enough. That's when I stumbled upon my 23rd birthday party, when my mother had gifted me my car as a present. I stood proudly by my car with a set of keys in each hand. I had two sets of keys. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier. I never used them. I always carried them in case I locked myself out of my car. I unzipped my suitcase and pulled everything out. At the very bottom was my second set of keys. They must have been the first thing I threw in while packing. It was a mindless habit at that point. And in that moment, I couldn't have been more proud of myself. I decided to say screw the clothes, grab my phone and the keys. I picked out of the bedroom and walked to the bathroom. It wasn't hard to act ill because I was already nauseated from the sheer terror and anxiety. Tried to make over exaggerated gag noises, but I eventually threw up. It wasn't my intention, but it made it more realistic. I rinsed my mouth and stuck my phone and keys into the side of my pants. I made sure they weren't obvious and headed back to the main area. Still sitting at the dining table, I told him I was ready to finish the work. He nodded and I walked out. I started walking towards the farm again because when I looked behind me, he was watching through the window. I walked slowly once he wasn't watching anymore. I fled to my car. He heard my frantic running and bolted outside. By then, I was already in my car pulling out. He started to sprint full speed at my car and I floored it. I heard two gunshots ring out and I felt a slight impact as one of the bullets shot through the passenger seat. I sped until I felt safe. It had taken me four hours to get there and about two to get home. I immediately went to my mother's and told her everything. It turns out there were 52 bodies discovered on the farmland when I reported what had happened to the authorities. They conducted a thorough search of the whole farm. Many missing person cases that went cold throughout the years were coming to light. The only thing they didn't find was him. I look every few months to see if they finally have a lead, but they never do. The name he had given me was fake, and the phone number was that of a burner phone. I didn't have any pictures of him. I described him to a sketch artist, and that was about it. I jumped on Craigslist. I saw online. There's a farm on the west coast, pays well, living expenses taken care of, and free meals. It's run by some old man 
who says the work is just too much to handle by himself. It seems too good to be true. The similarities are eerie. I know you might need the money, but I wouldn't go if I were you. Don't use Craigslist. Trust me when I tell you this. Don't use Craigslist. I know that may be obvious. It's not ideal meeting up with a stranger and giving them money. Also giving them your address for going to their house. About a week ago, I decided I needed a new phone. I chose to look on Craigslist. I found the perfect deal. A new iPhone 12 for only 400 bucks. What a steal. Try to contact the person that is selling the iPhone, but he didn't respond. Well, that's weird, but I didn't think much of it. Over the next couple of days, I continued to message him, but he still didn't respond. Finally, he did. He only sent me his address and only his address, which was weird. When I responded, he didn't say anything after that. So the next day, I decided to go to this guy's house. Which was really a stupid move, looking at it now. When driving down the rocky street, it seemed like nobody lived in any house on the street. But ignoring that red flag, I went to his house. Seeing the house, it was dark, the wood was old and uneven. But once again, I ignored that as well. When walking to the front door, I noticed the grass was uncut and rough. It went up to my knees. When I approached the front door, it just swung open, which startled me. Hey, what the hell? I said, almost falling on the rocky floor. Do you want the phone or not? The man said in a deep and dark voice. Uh, yeah, I have 400 in cash. Is that what you want? Yeah, that'll work. He said. I walked up to him and gave him the money. He snatched it from me and slammed the door on my face. I started to yell, Hey man, what the fuck? I said angered. He didn't open the door for what it seemed like hours. But when he finally did, he just stuck his arm out with the phone. After I grabbed it and thanked him, I said, Oh, by the way, hey, what's your name? He paused and then he said, John Smith. After that, I turned around and walked away, but I didn't hear him close the door. When I turned on my car, I looked at the door. I saw him. I saw him still staring at me. Creeped out, I put all my weight on the gas pedal and floored it down the street. When I got home, I was too tired to actually set up the phone. I fell asleep. When I woke up, I turned the phone on, but I noticed something strange, something unusual. I noticed that the phone was still signed in on the last person. So feeling a little nosy and curious, I opened the phone. <laughs> what an idiot, I said laughing. That guy didn't even have a fucking password. This is too easy, I thought. After opening the phone and going to the home page, I immediately went to the photos app. There were no photos in the camera roll. Weirded out, I went to the photo albums. And that's when I found something.
The photo album was titled A Fun Night with a winking emoji. First, I thought the pictures or videos in there would be different, but they weren't. There were only two videos, both with the black thumbnail. Then I did something I regret. I played the first video. When the first video started to play, it was a black screen. The only sound I heard was soft rain. After a few seconds, the camera quickly panned up. It made me jump, it was so quick and sudden. The camera was turned to look at a car outside. The camera stayed fixed on that car for more than 30 seconds. What the hell is this? I thought to myself confused. Then a woman actually opened the car door and got out of the car. I did not know this woman, nor have I seen her. After the camera wouldn't move away from her, a man started laughing in a creepy-ass tone. Then he said, Can't wait to have fun with you. He said in a scratchy voice. That's when I stopped my breath. I knew that voice. That voice was the same as the man that sold me this damn phone. Thoughts began racing my mind. Was he a murderer? I thought, is this video a prank? After the first video ended, I went to the second video. I noticed this one was longer than the first one. While the first one was only two minutes long, this one was like seven minutes long. The same thing happened like in the first one. It started out as a black screen with rain in the background. But the difference was, it was in an abandoned warehouse. Then around 45 seconds in, I heard soft, quiet crying, cries of a woman. Shut your mouth! She stopped immediately. The camera panned to look at the woman. He stood the camera up against the wall of the warehouse. She was the same woman that got out of the car. I started to become lightheaded because of this. Is this, a, is this a sick joke? I thought, did he actually kidnap her? Then the man reached his arm out to caress her knee. She started to whimper like a sad dog. Then right after, she started to cry. He slapped her right in the face. Shut up, I said. In a loud and demanding tone. Once again, she stopped. The man then grabbed the knife out of his pocket and cut the rope around her mouth. She started panting and breathing really heavy. The man said in a creepy ass tone, I want to have a little fun. In one swift motion, he pushed the woman down and brought a knife up to her shin. He moved the knife around her jawline. Blood started to leak out of her chin. Then he dropped the knife and started to choke her. She started to turn purple and she became lifeless. He then picked up the knife and started to carve a wide smile on her face. After he finished the smile, he grabbed the camera and showed her wide and bloody smile. He started laughing and said, <laughs> Wasn't this fun? <laughs> After seeing this, I jumped out of my bed and drove to the police station. 
I gave the police the phone. They figured out the man and the woman in the videos. For legal reasons, I would say their first name. The man's name is Dale, and the woman's name is Jessie. The man was convicted of murder and is now in prison for life. The woman sadly died from blood loss, like I said in the intro. Don't use Craigslist.